regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's exactly the same every single week. Like every week, my name is Gav Murphy, and later I will be joined by Jonathan Log Blythe and Lonely Daddy Champion, who stops by like he does every week. To just have a little chat with us about how he's feeling. Um, usually, what happens here is we have a little bit of a chat, warm each other up. But I'm by myself and plenty warm, I'll have you know. Um, sitting in my nice little room by myself whilst all of my other regular features friends are off doing funny things. Better than that. Um, Steve if you can believe it, has made it all the way to Japan by himself. Um, He's gone out there looking around Japan. Uh, He sent us a video of him chopping something something in half. I don't know what it was. It was a big sword, though, he was doing it with. Um, Good good for him. Uh, He's visiting longtime uh, friend of the show, Rich who's just had a new baby. So that's what Steve's up to, that he can't bloody get it together and record. Um, I do seem to remember when I went to Japan, uh, I was bloody Skyping in um, to make sure that there was a feature for me. But, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll bring us back something fun. Hopefully, sex eggs, because we've run out. And the one I've got, I've been giving it a good old swill. And uh, it's, not, it's not good. Um, it's in a bit of a state. It's, it's perished. Is perished, uh, big time. Actually, um, I thought we would get things started with log, because that boy likes to do features. So here's log. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is, was, and always will be the same every week. We couldn't get together this week like every week, and I've just had a message from Gav in the in the group chat that said, we've dropped our bits in the folder, you're opening this episode. Oh, I'm sat here thinking, ooh, I'm opening it, am I? Well, I'll show you. I'll open it up, all right. I'm going to leave this episode wide open to ridicule from people who demand competence and wit from their broadcasters. Yes, I'm a broadcaster. (laughs) I fucking rate myself. And then I get the file, and Gav's already done an opener. He's Not only has he done that, he's introduced me. So, like, you've got me double introduced, and a a double welcome to regular features. Well, I just, I hope you feel doubly welcome this week, because you are, and I will just throw away this 750 words of scripted shit opening patter. Brilliant. Yes, I'm Log. Yes, we've, we've established that. Thanks, Log. Gav will be back in a bit with his voice that you could use as lube. But for now, it's just me and you. Imagine me patting the sofa right now like you're a dog. And it's okay for you to get on because Mum's gone to the shops. It's been... How long has it been? Let me just check my calendar. 
Ooh. It's been just over six days since I last enjoyed rolling around in your ears. That's a full week since the magic of stereo headphones tricked your brain into thinking that I was a disembodied voice, cavorting around in the mathematical centre of your head. That's precisely half a fortnight since I wrote and performed a series of secret manipulative syllables that will cause you, should we ever meet, to fall hopelessly in love with me and start a sexless cult centred around really serious discussions about whether they should have made Salem the Cat talk in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. My personal opinion on this matter, and I will not be budged from it, is that he should have a catchphrase like, Crikey, that's a whopper! And he should say it whenever anything like big comes into the room. And then, like, in episode seven or something, something really big comes into the room, and Salem doesn't say his catchphrase. And they all just look at him, and he's grooming his personal area, and says... Jesus, can't a fella lick his dick in peace? Women! Um, yeah, because um, that's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Season 3, let's just hang on a minute and rewind a moment, and I just want to check my calendar again. I think I've got a farting calendar. But I need to just make sure. Let me just try to add an appointment. Oh, for God's sake. I just, I just need to delete that. Oh, that's even worse. Maybe if I use a third-party app to access the calendar's API. Oh, no. Every single action performed on this calendar makes it drop its fucking guts. I mean, that's all very well and good in a private setting. I'm not bothered by the odd fart. But I volunteer as an events coordinator for a thriving local girl guides group. And that involves me making upwards of 50 appointments a minute. And the joke's going to wear pretty thin at some point. Hold on, I'm just going to uninstall it. <laughs> what juvenile whimsy! As the episode opener this week, thanks for that, Gav, it falls on me to do the pre-feature chit-chat all on my own. So, hey guys, I've just been listening to the last episode of Regular Features, where the one where Joe did a full-blown journalism on Yuri Geller. In that episode's pre-feature chat, I mean, this is the podcast that's the same every week, remember, the conversation was less about Yuri Geller and more about, after shaving off my beard... I'm no longer such a furry fella. Uh, yeah, uh, if Joe was here, I'd be looking to him for approval for that segue. To be honest, listening to me shit on myself, I was appalled at my own wincing self-deprecation, especially with Gavin Joe saying such nice things. I mean, if I complimented you and you started contradicting me, I'd be like, why weren't you listening? Why doesn't my opinion of you immediately overwrite your own opinion of yourself? Do you truly think so little of me? It's the most unfair thing in the world to me that I can't just send friends who suffer from depression and anxiety a single upbeat message and just cure them. In fact, that frustration is worse than their depression and anxiety. So I'm the real victim here. So, so, in the spirit of that vein, my feature this week is a series of self-affirmations and boastful tirades in which I seek to embrace myself from all angles. To begin with, it's important that we acknowledge all the good things we've done. So here are the top amazing things I have done this week. Number one, I called a man a cunt. And so, yeah, I met one of the regulars from my pub out on the street and he was with someone I don't know. And this guy he was with, apropos of nothing... Just came out with it and said I had a shit mullet. Well, I, I guess it was kind of a pro of a shit mullet, but 
nobody grows a mullet expecting a stream of compliments, but I like running my fingers through my hair and saying the big mullet cliché, business on top, party around the back. So when people say, ah, yes, you're talking about your mullet, yes, that is the root one thing people say about mullets. I can say, no, actually I meant my anus, subverting your expectations, which is the source of all comedy. Then you'd say, well, actually, no, because I've met you before, Log, and I just assumed you meant anus. I was hoping, in fact, hoping against hope, that you didn't grow a mullet just to drop your anus into conversation. To which I will reply, well, I'll drop my anus onto you if you're not careful, and you'll look exasperated, and I'll look excited, and you'll... Half start saying a few words, and I'll stand there nodding eagerly, wide-eyed, and waiting for my next opportunity to say anus, until you just throw your hands up and walk off. That is the kind of conversation I wanted when I took the lifestyle decision to grow. Pardon me, when I took the lifestyle decision to grow a mullet. So when this guy just said, "You've got a shit mullet," I went full professional bitch and said. I'm sorry, I don't think I know you well enough for that kind of banter. And this bastard, get this, he doubled down. He said, well, it is a shit mullet. And now I'm all like, hoi boy. And I feel like I've got to say something back. So my brain is suddenly boiling with hostile, eloquent, and, uh, yeah, eloquent's a bit much, not eloquent, host just hostile, hostile opinions. My first option, I... I classified as the Oscar Wilde. And I say, Well, sir, I can cut my hair off, but you'd have to slice your face to absolute fucking ribbons to make you look any less like a piece of shit. That's, that's, that's the Oscar Wilde. The second one is considering the in-group defence, where I would say, What? Is this like me being able to call other gay people faggots without being homophobic? I mean, do you think you're allowed to say, I look shit? because you're such an obvious aesthetic disgrace. Bit wordy, he'd have walked off by the time I finished that one, I thought so. And I also thought that being 45 and ethically above resorting to insults based on appearance, I took option C, which was to look him up and down, slowly turn to the guy that I did know, and say, your mate's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? Um, I just walked off without saying goodbye, and this felt like a real <laughs> ethical and... <laughs> intellectual victory <laughs> calling someone um, the most rude word in a public street and then walking off so that's one more person in the world who thinks of me as a humorless snowflake that won't accept the natural consequences of his own hair I am I am brilliant and I fucking know it <laughs> um, yeah and the, the second thing I did that was noteworthy I spoke so eloquently on the issues of social justice but it made a racist edgelord stop dead in his tracks to consider the irrefutable humanity and truth of my words. So impressed was he with the gentle yet inexorable gravity of my arguments that his furious face froze. That his furious face froze. And that is accidental alliteration. I am really sorry about that. Here he lifted his jumper, and there, in the place where his stomach should have been, was a second smiling face. It spoke in a voice of oil and silk. Congratulations on your successful debate. You have unlocked Happy Tummy Face. Do you wish to kiss Happy Tummy Face? I looked up and saw that the nips had Y and N tattooed underneath them. I tweaked the Y nipple 
and buried my face in the chuckling stubbly gut that I had cured of all toxic emotions. Yep, obviously that was not true, and I think the fact that I can only think of one thing that I was proud of this week, and it was calling a man a cunt, probably speaks to the spiritual quality of my life. Anyone else? Anyone else around the table done anything good? What about you, Eartha Kit? Wow! Wow! I'm Eartha Kit, and I got me a pair of chacha heels so big I can climb inside those babies. The strap that would normally go around your heel goes around my waist, and I move around by jumping. I feel like this is the logical conclusion to my constant search for chacha heels, which you will remember from episode 277, Guardians of the Earth. It's pronounced like that. That is canon. Cured of my obsession with chacha heels now, I will die on Christmas Day in 2008. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Arthur. How about you, Wolf Blitzer? Yes, thank you. I posted a little video of my kitty cat sitting on a windowsill and looking sad. I put on the description, audio on, because in the video I am singing Unintended by Muse to my kitty cat. I hit several of the correct notes, which is something of a personal best. The video has not gone viral yet, but I am still very proud of my creative endeavours. Thanks, Wolf. How about you, Carol? I haven't seen you in a while. What have you done today to make yourself proud? Hi, you squalid porky slut, who I adore with all my heart. I sucked that bartender's dick so hard it took the skin off his bell end, and I've been using it as a hat for my nose. Brilliant. Thanks, Carol. Yeah. Guys, I think, I really think I'm done here. I, I haven't got anything else to say. So for my feature this week, because I'm by myself, um, I thought I would do a thing that a few people, including regular features readers, have sent me. And apparently it's this thing that is it's quite old now, but it's been doing the rounds this week on Twitter. And it is the world's most stupidly difficult, impossibly hard Simpsons quiz. People know me. They know I like to do a Simpson. They know I like Simpsons. Um, and they know because of that, I'd like to do a Simpsons quiz maybe. So... I don't know if this has ever been done on a podcast before. I'm going to bloody well do all 20 of these questions right now for you and see how we do, right? I reckon, so there's 20 questions. I would like to think that... Oh, no, fuck, it's more now. Okay, there's 25 questions. I would like to think that I would get uh, at least half, and there's only half of 25. I'm going to go over half, and I'm I'm going to get 15 right at least out of 25. 15 right, and I consider that a win, a blind, blinding victory. Anything over 15, you got to give us money. Um, maybe, maybe give me money for doing it, right? Here we go. Let's do it. Quiz music. Okay, this one is, which of these characters in the most episodes? Fat Tony, Dolph, Martin, Troy McClure. I think it's either Martin or Dolph. I'm going to go... I'm not going to, like, be like, mm, deliberate and stuff. I'm going to do it quite quick fire. Uh, I remember Dolph being in more. I'm going to go Dolph. Woo-hoo! It's bloody Dolph, innit? Um, what is Ralph Wiggum's first ever line? 
All my friends have birthdays this year. Hey, what are you talking to her for? She's going to say something weird. My cat's name is Mittens. Dear Miss Hoover, you have Lyme disease. We miss you. Kevin is biting me. Come back soon. Here's a drawing of a speedo kicked. Love, Ralph. Oh, so, if I think this out, when Ralph was first in it, right, he was just normal. He was a normal person. He uh, He wasn't silly and he didn't say silly things. So... I think it's going to be like, hey, what are you talking to her for? She's just going to say something weird. Woo-hoo! Boom. That is correct. What the fuck is this? In, this? in the episode Natural Born Kissers, Homer accidentally leaves the freezer door open. Which of these food items doesn't end up in a puddle on the floor? A fish, a steak, an egg, a chicken. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, a fish, a steak, an egg, a chicken. I reckon egg, they would probably put loads of them on it, like they've fallen out or something. Uh, a steak, I think they would have a lot of because Homer likes steak. It's a fish or a chicken, I reckon. I think a fish is funnier, so maybe they would have drawn a fish on it. I'm going to go a chicken. Woo-hoo! It is a bloody chicken. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't, don't want to count that, though. Um, which of the only two episodes that don't include a chalkboard gag or couch gag in the opening scene? Fuck me, and they give you a multiple cho- uh, choice thing. Um, Bart the General and Life on the Fast Lane. Bart the General and you only move twice. You only move twice and there's no disgrace like home. There's no disgrace like home and Homer to the max. Bloody hell, that's mad. Uh, I, I feel like I remember one in you only move twice, so... I think Bart the General and Life on the Fast Lane. That's <gasps> right! Only because Homer to the Max is quite a late one. You only move twice, so I remember really well. And I know there's definitely one in that. So part of the general life on the fast lane. This is brilliant. Nothing can go wrong. When is Millhouse's birthday? Oh, fuck off. Um, July 5th, December 25th, August 7th. It's never said. So it's July 1st or August 7th, I reckon. I'm going to go July 1st. <laughs> yes. Pure guess. Three of these have been pure guess. Um... So that's fine. Which of these isn't a shop in the Springfield Mall? Phineas Q. Butterfat's 5,600 flavors ice cream parlor. International House of Answering Machines. The brushes are coming. The brushes are coming. It's a wonderful knife. Um, I love International House of Answering Machines. That's got to be one. Brushes are coming. Brushes are coming. It's a wonderful knife. I think Phineas Q. Butterfat's 56 one has got to be one. The brushes are coming. The brushes are coming. Oh, it's a wonderful knife. I'm going for... Oh, I don't even know. I'm going to go. The brushes are coming. Oh! Ah, you bastard. He's going wrong. It's it's a wonderful knife. You Bart. This is stupid. Uh, what is Bark's locker combination? 36, 24, 26. 666, 80085032208. <gasps> it's not going to be 666. Uh, I'm going to go 36, 24, 26. <laughs> yes. It is that one. I'm in. This is great. Okay, one wrong. Fine. Here we go. Which of these which of these isn't one of Cletus and Brandine's children? W. Clandine Melvis Rumor. I think Clandine. Because I think that sounds I think they've put that one in on purpose because Brandine is Cletus's wife. So I reckon they've put Clandine in there to fuck with me. Um not that this quiz is made just for me. I'm going Clandine. Woohoo! It is Clandine. 
Um, I am getting quite a lot of these right. I've only got one wrong out of eight so far. I will say to anyone who thinks that I'm cheating in this, like, I I'm just not that much of a prick. <laughs> Which is probably hard for you to uh, believe, maybe. But I just... It's a fucking Simpsons quiz on a website. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheat. Eh. Uh, which of these films does the Simpsons parody the most times? Citizen Kane, 2001, The Shining, The Godfather. I remember a lot of Citizen Kane's. They did a fucking entire episode essentially on it. But I feel like maybe The Godfather, just because that is, that's just been, it's just a film that you can parody a lot easier. But then. Yeah, I don't know. Go Fast, Citizen Kane. Go Fast, Citizen Kane. It's not The Shining. It's not 2001. And I go Citizen Kane. It's bloody well Citizen Kane, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. What is the crazy cat lady's real name? I know this one. It's Elnor Abernathy. Boom. Although I don't even... not going to give you the other ones because I don't need to. Uh, in the episode The Last Temptation of Krusty, which piece of Krusty merchandise is not in Bart's room? A toothbrush, a clock, a plane, a lamp. I'm just gonna go toothbrush. Because it's his bloody house, mate. Although he has got like ear swabs and stuff like that in there, so. Here we go. What is Homer's email address? I know this as well. ChunkyLover53 at AOL.com. Boom. Um, I'm feeling pretty good right now, guys. Um, I think I've only got one wrong out of 12. So I am on, I've been on one for, just feeling like a cool guy. Cool guy on the internet doing his podcast. Okay, which of these is the only real chalkboard, chalkboard gag? No one cares about my satica. I remember that one, I'm going for that. Yeah, it is. I'm not even gonna read the rest ones out for you. What is Marge's middle name? Jacqueline, boom, done, get it. <gasps> How many points does Bart's hair have? Shite. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I can't. I can't even pitch. I obviously I know what Bart Simpson looks like, but I don't. Can't remember his ears. Not ears. Hair. <laughs> I know he's got two ears. Uh, seven or nine then. I'm gonna go seven. No. Oh! It's fucking nine. You bastard. <gasps> Too wrong. It's quick, like, if I get a restaurant wrong, it's where it all goes fucking downhill, isn't it? Before arriving in America, what was groundskeeper Willie's name? Dr. William McMoran, Dr. William McDougal, Dr. William McWillie, Willie Willie Williamson III. Uh, William McMoran or William McDougal. I'm going to go, McMoran sounds too real. I'm going to go McDougal because they are cartoon writers. And it is bloody McDougal. Uh-uh. Okay, here we go. In Simpsons Roasted on an Open Fire, what gift does Homer buy Mart, Bart? <laughs> Not even pissed. From Circus of Values. A dog toy. Paper, pantyhose, floss. I remember this one. It is paper. Boom. Who is Jeffrey Albertson? That's comic book guy. Woohoo! Not even going to give you the options. Not even going to give you them. Oh, this one's shite. Uh, identify Snowball 2. And this is a picture of a bunch of uh, cats. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just that one. Yeah, sorry. I mean, that's not very good for you. I will describe it. It is a cat with a red uh, collar on the um, thing, on the bar in Moe's drinking. Oh, this is a good one. How much does the Homer car cost? So the Homer was a car that he made for his, br or helped design for his brother, um, who's played by Danny DeVito, I think. 
how much does a Homer car cost? And it's an absolute abomination of a car. $82,000, $120,000, $222,000, or $1 million. I've got to say as well, on this website, there's a GIF of the car, and it's rotating at a, a speed that I'm not into. Um, so I'm going to rush this one. It's either eight, it's, I think it's a silly number, but I, I think it was, but I also think it ends in a two. And I don't think it was two hundred twenty-two thousand. I'm gonna go eighty-two thousand dollars. It's bloody eighty-two thousand dollars, lads. Oh, getting into it now. What does the event? Uh, what does the amendment to be want? To make it illegal to be liberal, to imprison everyone's gun control, to make it legal for policemen to beat flag burners, to make gay marriage illegal. It is to make it legal for policemen to beat flag burners. I know that one. This is great. What star sign is Superintendent Chalmers? Get fucked. That's what star sign he is. That, that's an absolute piss take. Capricorn, Sagittarius, Gemini, Leo. I, I wouldn't even feel nice if I get this one. I'll be honest. Hmm. Couldn't even tell you where actually these fucking ones are. Sagittarius. <laughs> I actually feel bad about guessing that one. But... There we go. It's fine. What is the name of the fourth grade gerbil who died at the beginning of Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1? It is Super Dude. Not even looking at the rest. How many times has Krusty been married? 24915. He's probably be it's probably like a throwaway line. I reckon it's gonna be something mental. Nine or fifteen. I'm gonna go nine. Go! Ah, it's 15. Ah, you shite bag. Absolute shite bag. Okay. In which episode of Itchy and Scratchy does Itchy play Scratchy Skeleton like a xylophone, striking the same rate of succession yet producing two clearly different tones? 2FO9, 3BO6, 9SO2. It is 2FO9. 100%. Yes! Hello. Congratulations. You got 22 out of 25 there. I'm feeling pretty happy about that situation. I'll be honest with you. Um, I was going through it quite quickly, so maybe you guys weren't able to play along at home. But I think 22 is pretty decent, really. Um, a lot of those I did guess because they were mad. Um, but uh, thank you for the people who tweeted at me to say, Here, Gav. Can you have a bang on this? I don't think you probably thought I was going to do it in the podcast, but, you know, when all your friends abandon you to go to Japan or uh, football, then this is what you've got to do, isn't it? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I, I mean, I won't be... I was about to say I won't be telling, bragging about it, but you've just done an entire feature on a podcast about it, mate. So you are bragging slightly, but then it could have gone horribly wrong. So I'm not bragging because it could have been shite, couldn't it? And I could have been rubbish at it, and then I could have embarrassed myself. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I thought that went all right. I could have done a lot worse. Thank you very much to people who sent that to me. Um, that's it for me this week. Um, but we do have our regular feature maker, Lonely Daddy Champion, coming right up. Yeah. 
This is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when your feature sucks fucking balls. Hi, I'm Daddy Champion, and I'm the most handsome man in London. Well there, Daddy. I hear you whisper, humbled as you are by my musk. How can you prove empirically that of all the men in the great city of London, you are the most handsome? Huh? Tell me that. I'll tell you now, bucko. Because I rolled up my chinos and I went and had a bloody good look. The bars of Bermondsey held nothing for me. Just a gaggle of mole men who couldn't hold a candle to my yummy yummy waxy skin. For a time I wandered the wharves of Wapping. Wherefore the wharf wow men of Wapping? I'll tell you wherefore. It's just me, baby. I am the only wow man, and a transient one at that, because as soon as I'd checked out those wharves, I'd swum all the way across the river to Rotherhithe, and all I found there was fucking mingers. I even travelled out to Middlesex, because I couldn't remember if it was even in London, and I was almost sick at the sight of some of the people out there. Honestly, if you live in Middlesex, you should be ashamed of yourself. Have a bit of pride, for God's sake. Let me tell you a little about me, so you can get a sense of what we're working with here. I'm six foot and eleven, with a head like a fucking anvil, just massive and thick, like an astronaut's shoe, and just as valuable. My eyes are a bright green, the colours of the bits that tell you you're buying a packet of menthol fags, and my nose complements them perfectly, a rich Shiraz red. In sports of all sorts, I triumph because of a musculature that my GP has described as different to the norm. With clothes on, I look like a horse ran through Hollister on its hind legs and came out the other side fully dressed. Nude, I resemble a bad painting of a tree in winter. I'm also terrific in the sack because of my penis. Let me tell you a little something about being the most handsome man in all London. It's lonely. Wow. I hear you say, still just really into the whole of my smell. Yeah, that's crazy that you're lonely. Because if you're lonely, I don't understand because you are um, so handsome, you must have a bevy of attention from your preferred gender or genders. Yes, there's no end to the attention that a body, a face... An aura like mine can attract, but as handsome as I am, no one is as handsome as I am. And as such, my miracle penis remains soft, twenty-four and seven. Yes, reader, I'm lonely. Lonely daddy champion. And I'm going to perform a song for you now. A song that expresses the keen loneliness that I feel at all times. And just so you know that it comes from the heart, I'm going to improv this. So, you know, bear that in mind. It's it's improv. P please, take it away, Jeremiah. Loneliness in London, London. Oh, Mother Hackney, Hackney. Come, 
cousin, Hendon. Uncle. Haggerston? Haggerston. Penge is outside London, but is easily reachable. TFL. Here we go, probably. Into the tune. Long intro. Lonely Daddy Champion Looking for a face like his This is a key change I wasn't expecting. Key change. Can you help me find a face that can get me erect once again? Lonely Danny Champion. Give him your You're a minger from Brother Hive There's no point Jump in the River Thames Please Please, please, please But if you're a man or a Face that looks like a Pythagorean triangle. Please apply on the specialized Google form that I set up. Bit dot ly slash daddy champion. It's a real form. Set it up. Please apply. Please apply. Dance with me. But don't get too close. Or you might just touch my penis. <laughs> it's down there. I promise. I promise. Honestly. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you might be able to tell I, uh, <laughs> I watched, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody recently. I, I was really inspired by, um, uh, overdubs, uh, there were, th there were three, three in my song. So, um, pre, pre, uh, pretty, 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 pretty talented guy. Um, if you've made it to the bottom of this, um, yeah, hit me up, HMU, um, never used Hinge before, um, you know, uh, just looking, looking for handsome, uh, guys and gals to share, um, share with. 
Uh, I've lost lost some confidence since I started. Um, 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 how how do you how how do you delete Hinge? How do you de- how do you delete Hinge? How do you delete Hinge? What? I'm not... What's Hinge? How do... What? I don't know who's on it. How do I delete it? HMU. HMU. TTYL. Just one more feature. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Delicious ice cream. God, I'm sorry, you recording? From Italy. Regular features. Thank you very much for listening to the Regular Features podcast. Um, if this is your first podcast, Usually it's a bit different. Usually it's not three people in different parts of the countries um, putting things together and making something funny from it. Usually it's a bunch of cool guys getting together, trying to make each other laugh by saying disgusting things. Um, If you liked any of that, though, um, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash regular features. few Patreon shout-outs to some amazing people, including Peter. Oh, my God, some of them are quite hard names this week, and I'm not the right man for the job. Peter Makatomini. Makatomini. Peter Makatomini. Peter Makatomini. Peter Makatomini. Peter Makatomini. Thank you very much. Uh, To Leon Morrison. Uh, Easy to say. Didn't fuck it up, so that's why I like you slightly better, Leon, than Peter McCatamini. But I'll be honest, the margin of how much I like both of you, it's pretty close. Let me tell you. It's a little little hair in it. Um thank you to Isla Pengeshi Moore. Um and I'm it's Pengeshi because it's a double L. I'm assuming that you're saying it like uh, like a Welsh person should be saying it. Isla Pengeshi Moore. What a amazing name that is um thank you very much for these are all new ones as well peter mccatamini leon morrison and isla pengeshi moore all brand new patrons thank you so much and also to autumn bees uh who increase your pledge from one dollar to two dollars and seven cents uh autumn bees i hope your bees continue well into the winter and back around to spring, summer, in and and then full circle to you, autumn bees. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up. Uh, I've been working on a particularly good feature that I want to unleash soon. Um, we're actually going to start getting the live shows going again, regular live shows. Um, so we've actually just got in touch with our favourite theatre, the Canal Cafe Theatre, to see... What's the deal, man? Can we get back in there? Um, so hopefully we'll have more details on that very, very soon. Who knows? Maybe next week. Probably not. But you'll have to come back and find out. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Pucheros. Hello, readers. Joe here. Um, sorry I wasn't on the podcast this week. I just had had a lot on. But uh, in lieu of a Patreon bit, um, I don't think Gap's done one. I don't think Log's done one. I don't know. Maybe in addition to a Patreon bit. Whatever. Um, I just want a quick addendum, a quick erratum. Uh, there was a problem last week. I said that a Patreon called Mega Slippers had written a sad cover of the Bag of Wheat song from Secret Santana. Uh, Mega Slippers did nothing of the sort, and given that he hasn't messaged me about it, I'd say he's taken undue credit. Uh, but that's all right. It's a good song. Why wouldn't you? Uh, it was actually written by Luke Spencer, who's a ledge, uh, and he got in touch to tell me a that I was wrong. Uh, and B, that he's recorded a studio version of a sad, but now quite operatic cover of the Bag of Wheat song. So uh, you can find him on SoundCloud. Uh, this song's hosted on Luke Spwancer. Anyway, this is Bag of Wheat. Enjoy. Stephen, it's a bag of wheat. For Stephen, it's a bag of wheat. For Stephen, it's a bag of wheat. For Stephen, sitting in the bin with no one holding him. Bag of wheat for Stephen. Sitting in the bin with no one holding him. It's a bag of wheat for Stephen. 